0: What we'll, what we'll touch base later, maybe. Love to yep. Okay, I got it. I think. Go so on. Let's get along in a better place. Pick up the world. Travel through time and space. So much to learn. So much to see. A chance to escape reality. Open your mind. Hi everyone, this is Book Book with Fran Lewis, I think, Uh, brought to you by MJ Network, and this is going to be so much fun. Derek McFadden, Dick Belsky, Lee Matthew Goldberg, Jeff Bond, and Charles are all here, Vincent said hi from Cairo. That's it. What can I say? And <laughs> I, I had a seminar with my... I, are you, are you just, I, am I the only one uh, friend
1: who has just, like, keeping up with Vincent? I mean, every time I turn around, he's somewhere else. Now he's in Cairo.
0: Yeah, but I, I, the, I told him that he, you have to let us know you're alive. <laughs> because... It's not exactly safe to go anywhere anymore. If you, anywhere. Don't,
2: if you don't see a book from him every week, a new book, then you Something's should worry.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I know. He's
2: Otherwise, posting, he's fine. Though.
1: He's posting pictures of pyramids and all sorts of great stuff yeah. online, so I know he's there.
0: Well, I just finished interviewing an author that wrote covert in, in Cairo in 1917. It was interesting yesterday, so I'm learning too much. But I did a seminar with my reading professor last month Who really made me too smart And made me answer all the questions which I did So I began to wonder questioning skills And I did that for grades K K to 12 But there are different ways that you guys interview, right? And you write reviews And I'm doing a tour with Partners in Crime And I'm ready to cry Seriously, I got some really rotten reviews But what can I say? Um, yeah, they they really didn't they didn't understand the book, and that's what can you do. So different ways to create a question. So what are some of the types of questions that you when you're doing an interview or you're being interviewed that you would prefer being asked? Would you prefer just a general summary or a plot or a setting a conflict? Or are there are certain questions that you'd rather not answer.
3: I think it depends. Uh, for me. Um, Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, open-ended questions are best for conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. If you want a summary, I can give you that. I'm an author. I know my own books. Uh, But, yeah, I I tend to think that open-ended questions are best for conversation starters, anyway. Uh, You know, Chick
2: and I, obviously, we did this for a living. I was a magazine journalist and interviewed, like, hundreds. And and (laughs) I I have found that... um, Kind of like specific questions are, are always better, I think, because mm-hmm. um, it helps the person who's being interviewed. Uh, it's like like um, otherwise, it's just too big a topic, uh, whatever it is. If you if you do it very generally, uh, and the most important thing, I, I think, and I'm sure Dick will agree. I don't know if the other guys have done a lot of them, but it's listening to your uh, the person you're interviewing. Uh, you know, not, yeah. be, not be so in- involved in, oh, what's my next question or, or whatever. Is It's really a conversation, not an interview. I mean, that's the way I found it. It works best. Yes. Yeah,
1: as usual I, I you know, I, I I pretty much agree with everything that Charles said. And Charles and I and I don't know about the rest mm-hmm. of you, but both of us in addition to our journalism backgrounds, we sort of wear two hats mm-hmm. because we get interviewed for our books. Uh, but then we interview other authors other authors because both of us are uh, contributing writers to the Big Thrill magazine. And um so it's kind of interesting. You know, I, I tend to ask the kind of questions I guess that I would like people to ask me. And to me, the overriding thing is um, whether I'm being asked a question or whether I'm asking a question. I want mm-hmm. the interviewer. I want to get the feeling that the interview gets me and gets the book. You know, um, uh, you know that the questions are 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 you know like, oh my gosh, he, he really understood that about the book. You know, as opposed mm-hmm. to you know the overall uh, summary and um and i try to do the same when i'm when i'm talking to people and and the, the one additional thing when i'm interviewing people i tend to talk to them sometimes about things that may not actually be a part of the final interview like we'll talk about where they live uh you know if i'm talking to a guy who's written tv scripts uh, uh i interviewed lee Goldberg. You know, not long ago, and he would tell me chapter and verse about all his TV shows. A lot of that's never going to make it in the, in the uh, piece, but A, it's interesting, and B, I think it helps, helps you to get a better interview in the end.
2: Well, also what you're doing, Dick, and it's a good point, and I do it all, is you're connecting with the person um, mm-hmm. uh, on kind of a non-business level. So I would so I would know something about the person and try to find something I might. For instance, when I was uh, years ago and I was interviewing uh, Amanda Plummer, I knew that she um, worked with uh, certain people and I knew that she was in you know she did the Doctor O book um, and and so it really does help is to establish that Mm -hmm. rapport and that really establishes that it's a but it's a conversation, not um, not an interview. Uh, does you make it easier because
0: I send you the questions first? And no,
2: never. Does it? No. You, you, <laughs> no, don't, no, no.
0: you don't. You don't even yeah. send yeah. You the questions.
1: No. Never, he, yeah. never. for me. I, I would I never give them the questions first, or don't get questions. We just, as Charles said, you know, you try and make it a conversation. It's kind of like when we go to. Uh, Conferences mm-hmm. and you know some of the panel people will, you know, set it up with all the questions we're going to talk about. Yeah, and those panels are generally pretty boring. Uh, yeah. We, you know, I have found that the best panels is where everybody kind of just brings it and pop. So that's kind of the way I do it, it? Yeah, well, I use
0: and cry mics uh, when I send the questions so that everybody knows them. And I don't, I don't sign people anyway, so it doesn't well, matter.
2: I, mean, I, I, I don't know, I don't you know. I I, I, I hope you're not offended, Fran, but uh, I don't read the questions at all because
3: Me either. It, that's it's okay. exactly
2: what Dick said. Yeah. No, no, it's, it, I need to know the topic, but it yeah. won't be fresh because I'll, I'll tend to think, oh, this is what I should answer. This is what I should answer. I don't answer. want
3: my answers to be stale, and so right. that. Exactly. The, exactly. the other thing is. And I wonder, um, you guys do, on um, some interviews for magazines, my interviews are for podcasts, you know, when, I, when I'm hosting podcasts. Mm-hmm. And so what you said about making the person feel comfortable, asking questions that are outside of, outside of the book, uh-huh. you do that so that they feel comfortable, that you're, I mean, friendly, and you get a better exactly. interview out of it. Exactly.
0: But that's, that's, yeah. in, that's interesting because the person that used to do that, and never sent me the questions, and unfortunately she passed away with Maxine Thompson on Authors First, but I haven't gotten interviewed for accusations. Nobody's asked me any questions. I don't even know if some people some people read it, some people don't, didn't. So asking the right questions is, is crucial. I know that. And certain kinds of questions I know people don't want to answer, don't want to ask, so prompting critical thinking or learning, understanding how a person came to explore. So what, did you ever get it where you ask somebody um, where do you live or where did you, where did, why did you write the book and they don't want to tell you? Because I've had you know authors, I have to be really careful. They're kind of Not
2: stu- for me, if they, yeah, they're yeah. kind of stupid if they do because this, they you're do. doing them a favor. So to, to avoid a question uh, unless it's so personal. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of self-defeating. So I, I don't know how often you'd get something like that, but I would get very rarely.
3: Yeah, they're there to get interviewed by you to promote the book. Now, the mm-hmm. difference, I think, Fran, between I do yeah. a podcast that I edit afterwards. Your podcasts okay. are live. So, like, I yeah. can ask questions, and if they don't want to answer it, I can edit around it. Yours is different because we're live now. So whatever anybody says is what goes out. That's a difference. I, Thing. And, I know and there's yeah. some just people like that say, said that
0: they could edit it out, and my nephew is now doing my promos. He's great. So if I hear something or something, I ask DJ to try to get rid of it. But you really can't. They're stuck with it. You really
1: can't. No.
0: Well, yeah. And let, let me, this let me just, just say one definitely. thing about the. I'm just gonna
1: say one thing about the interviews is that uh, the other thing that I have found that I've interviewed a, a, a an awful lot of big-name authors, uh, Mm -hmm. which has nothing to do with me. It's just the assignments I've I've gotten. And um, so much depends on, on the author themselves. And, you know, by far, by far, the majority of people, and I'm talking about big name people, you know, whether it be Michael Conley or or uh, or I just interviewed recently uh, John Jonathan Kellerman for the first time, uh, Tess Garrison, mm-hmm. and they're nice. like wonderful. They're open. They talk to you. They they seem like they like you. Um, and every once in a while, and obviously I'm not going to mention any names. Every once in a while, you get one who you know clearly is not involved. Uh,
2: they don't <laughs> want to
1: do it. They don't mm-hmm. really think much of you, and that makes for yeah. a, a, a difficult interview. And in answer to your other question, yeah, I've had w- weird things like 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 ask a question like uh, you know some simple thing like uh, you know where did you get this you know where did this character come from or how did you uh-huh. come up with the idea for this character, and they won't answer it. They'll just leave it blank or it's like not mm-hmm. worth their you know. So that is um, weird. I, yeah. I just think, I just I, you know, it has not happen a lot, and again, I, virtually, I would say, you know, probably more than 90% of the authors I've done have been wonderful on every level, and like you almost want to, like, oh, I wish I could be friends with Jonathan Kellerman because he's so nice, you know. But, uh, but every once in a while, you'll find someone, that, and that's a deadly interview. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, like Charles, you're probably just the same way. I think I'm a good enough writer that I can cover that up when I do the piece, and so it doesn't come through when the piece appears in the uh, big uh, but, uh, I once did a
2: piece yeah. uh, on Colin Farrell, and he wouldn't sit for an interview, mm. so I wrote the whole piece without, mm. uh, yeah. I, I wow. aimed it, of trying to mm-hmm. pin him down. So, yeah, um, so yeah. and the, the, the other thing, Fran, for you personally to remember is, What's mm-hmm. better if someone comes up to you and says, "How are you today, Fran?" which is so open-ended, as opposed to, "Hey, Fran, how's your back? You know, I, I know you had a back yeah. problem." It's it's a lot easier for the interviewee to do that because it's specific as opposed to, "How are you? Well, what do you mean? How am I? I mean, am yeah. I healthy? Am I in a good yeah. mood?" Yeah. So that's that's an example that you can tell yourself
0: uh-huh. if you get what if you, have to make when a you have an author. This choice. this happened. Last year, I won't say who it was. I was online. I was waiting for the author to call in, and I get a call on my cell phone from the publicist that said he doesn't like your questions, and they asked for the questions. I said oh, if he didn't uh, like my uh, questions, and they would, they weren't pointed. They were, you know, vague, whatever. I said you should have called me yesterday, and I might have changed it. Well, can you do the it now? Thing. I said, I'll take, I should, I'll tell you what. I'm not doing the interview. I'm not reading any more of his books because I thought that was rude. And he even said well, to well, me, "The other
3: thing, as yeah. an author, you can you can you can duck the questions and still answer them. Yeah, you, politicians. Enough, exa-
2: that's exactly what politicians do."
3: Yeah, right. yeah, I mean, I, mean, and I think one your, thing that
2: authors, if, this is Jeff, I think one
4: of the things that authors have different perspectives on is, is spoilers. Yeah. And, you know, what is, obviously if somebody asks you point blank about, you know, the big twist at the end of the book, you're not going to answer that question. No. But I right. think sometimes authors have a range of ideas about you know, what spoils or influences the reader response sure. to a book that go beyond what other authors might do. And so, you know, if you want to get deep into a certain character, um, they may – now, I'm not saying that's what happened with, with you in this instance, Fran, of course, but I think I think authors, you know, some are really stingy about what they want the readers to experience for the first time themselves on the read, and others are kind of more loosey-goosey with it. I tend to be the latter, but, but I think that can influence it as well.
0: I know, because I interviewed Iris Johansson, and and Iris likes the questions beforehand. She likes to know, and I tell her, anything you don't want to answer, just cross out. And that's what they do, so I never have a problem. And then she'll answer them anyway. She's great. But then I'm I'm interviewing Jane Ann Krantz in two weeks, and she does, you know, um, she's into dreams and psychological dreams. So we'll see whether she – she usually answers, and if she doesn't want to, I told them to exit out. Because they asked for the interview. Well, I did needed... Well, you know, one other thing, Fran, is that, uh, yeah. that
1: comes from my journalism background um, uh-huh. is um, when I ask questions, I'm I'm always thinking about what's the lead of my article going to be? You know, I mean, the lead mm-hmm. is generally not, oh, so-and-so put out a book. I want some angle, you know, something, I mean, it, I'm not necessarily controversial, but it could be controversial. And so if I know, for instance, this guy has talked about, you know, he includes COVID or doesn't include COVID in his book and why he did it. I'm going to ask that question because I want to get his response or, you know, mm-hmm. uh, obviously there are other hot button issues that you can touch on. So um, I mean, I'm not going to bring them up out of the blue, but a lot of times you can tell from an author, like if I ask a specific question, I will get a, a really interesting answer. And uh, mm. that's what I'm always thinking about because I'm thinking, what am I going to lead this article with? And that, I sort of start out from that position.
0: That, that's interesting. But what if you asked somebody what surprised you the most when you wrote the book? Would they answer that? Or how did you oh, come yeah. up with the subject of the book? And how do you make your book interesting so that people don't say it's the same character but just another plot and you're going to need a snooze pill?
3: If you're an author and you can't answer what surprised you the most or how you came up with your characters, then you're just a really bad interview to get. Because, <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah. you should know that. If you're, on, if you're, on, um, if you're doing press, you're doing yeah. more than one interview, and you're probably hearing the same questions. So you're going to do some stuff that's by rote, but you should have that answer ready. That's
0: true,
1: the other part of that is, you know, different authors have different answers for that question. Uh, you know, it's the old, uh, are you a pantser or a plotter? I just interviewed yeah. a few days ago, I interviewed Riley Sager. Uh, mm. And uh, I he's got, I mean, his plots are like Stephen King twists, I mean, amazing. And I said, did, you know, did you have any idea where this was going? Because, you know, it really su- totally surprises you. And he's like, yeah, you know, I knew the beginning, I knew what the story was going to be, and I knew the ending. I knew that all before I started. Um, and I interviewed Tess Garrison, and she's like, I'm in the middle mm-hmm. of the book, and I have no idea I have no idea mm-hmm. how it's going to end. <laughs> so I think a lot of it, you know, like I say, you can get different
0: answers from different people, but all those answers are interesting, I, I, I think, that's all right. She's yeah. terrific. She's coming on September 20th. I'm getting the first interview with her new book, Spy on the Coast.
1: Yeah, she's really good.
0: Not only that, she answers my questions, and if she doesn't, we change the subject to talk about shopping and stuff like that—that are much more important. Customer. She uh, she
1: does she did she does what you always hope an author will do. She emailed me after my article appeared and told me how much she loved it. So right there, I'm, you know, she. Yeah.
2: Hey, no one's ever done that for me. That's, uh, that is a good that that is a coup. <laughs>
0: yeah, she usually thanks me for my review, which means at least I didn't mess up and do something, whatever. So, the other the other question is this: I mean, there are an, inter- an author and an interviewer. You know your interviews. You know you you know who you're going to interview. But do you ever get a situation where they hang up in the middle of the interview?
2: I've never had that. Not, not here. No. no. Me neither. You just never
0: know. You just never know. <laughs> just never know. <laughs> Jeff, did you ever have a problem with that? With somebody interview you interviewing somebody or talking, and all of a sudden no. they just Got, got quiet, and they didn't want to do anything? Uh, uh, actu- Thankfully actually, not. Grand,
2: I, would lo- I, I would love that to happen because it gives you <laughs> something to write about, something dramatic to write about. <laughs> you stormed off. You know?
3: yeah. Yeah. I'm obviously
2: too nice. I haven't pissed anyone off, except Jerry West. <laughs> at, at, uh, oh, with, Jerry West. He got that? close. He got close. What was it? No, Jerry I, I West has- was pretty uh, he was pretty upset
4: about that whole, the, that whole series that came out, right, that, that portrayed yeah, him pretty right. negatively. Oh, he's, he's uh, under- I, I didn't know this yeah. at the
2: time, but he suffered from depression. But I went all the mm. way out. This was for my book, From Sex Shot to Slam Dunk. I went all the way out there, and to him, say to him for certain questions, I don't want to answer that, which is, which is fine for me. They weren't particularly controversial questions. So I kept thinking, well, he doesn't really want to be interviewed. Why did he say yes? Um, mm.
0: Does this author say yes, or do you have a publicist? Because I get them through the publicist, and now I get, um, the, this person wants to be on your show, and we you read the book? And I talk, that I, it depends. There are certain books I won't read, and don't give me self-help, because forget it. But what happens if you're interviewing somebody, and you're reading a book, and it's really bad?
3: From, uh, so, so for, I mean, with my podcast, um, oftentimes I am talking to the publicist first, so I know yeah. the author wants to be interviewed. Um, yeah. If I'm if I'm if I'm reading a book and it's bad, I mean, I'm not going to say it's bad on the show. I'm going to say, "Wow, thanks for being on." You know, I'm going mm-hmm. to be as nice yeah. as possible. Absolutely.
1: Yeah.
3: I uh, I lie a lot.
1: I'm not you know it doesn't happen a lot, but I'll read a book and you it you know can be a bestseller sometimes, and you're like, "Oh my gosh, why is this a bestseller?" Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I, I I don't think I don't think because I'm not doing a book review. I'm doing a, an interview for exactly. a very, yeah. Author-friendly publication—the big thrill, which is to support authors. So I, you know, I talk about the book in a—I um, I just don't—I don't think from my article anybody would ever get the, uh, uh, the, the realization that I didn't like that particular book. Now the other way well, I around,
2: hope, I hope you might. Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, I can, I can. If I love a book, I may put adjectives and stuff in there that that uh, make it clear how much I,
3: I like. Yeah, one hundred percent. Sure.
2: Yeah, it's, no, um, I, I, would, I, I would agree about that. But the, the thing is, it, it's why I don't want to really review books um, anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to do, I probably did close to 100 for the New York Times. But the other thing, friend, to go back a little, in my experience, mm-hmm. and this is just magazines, so I don't know if it's true of newspapers, the publicist is your natural enemy, especially mm-hmm. if they sit in on the interview. Because they are so hypersensitive that the person being interviewed is going to say something controversial or bad or whatever. So, um, the, the, if you if you do have, if you're doing an in-person interview and the publicist insists on being there or the uh, subject insists on having that person there, the best mm-hmm. is if they keep totally silent um, and don't interfere with it because. Um, they they have a different agenda than, than I do as a, a magazine. I want to make it entertaining and truthful. And, yeah, sometimes you, you hit upon those controversial subjects, and I'd rather have the person say, I'd rather not talk about it than a publicist to, um, you know, get involved and, and uh, screw it up.
0: You don't, you me, don't my, the keep them of... silent? You don't put them on mute? Because I do put them on mute. Well, and for me, say, that's the know... best part
3: of doing a podcast, though, is that – those yeah. publicists, they set it up, and then it's up to me and the author, and it's, and it's, a, and it's a one-on-one thing. So I never have that issue, and I'm very grateful that's for it. Perfect. I mean, some, yeah, sometimes the publicist wants to listen afterwards, but yeah, by then yeah. I've edited it, and it sounds good. So, you know.
0: They, I haven't had a publicist that told me that they didn't like the interview or anything like that, so at least that's something. But I've had a few. I interviewed Ocean View Publishing, keeps me nice and busy, by the way. And I, good to hear. I interviewed uh, the author of *Liquid Shades of Blue* on Monday. That was fantastic. He answered all my questions. You know, short, sweet. I had about a hundred and more. He was he was fantastic, and I really enjoyed reading. with I just finished um, *Burning Distance*. It's excellent. People need to read that. That was really good. So, but what happens when um, you you ask a person, how did you create the project? Well, how did you create the subject for your, for your book, and they don't want to answer you? Are they afraid you're going to steal it?
3: <laughs> you no, know, because it's out already. If it's been published, they should not be afraid of that, or they don't know how the business works.
0: Yeah, I know. I mean, seriously. If
3: I, if I, if I, steal, if, if I steal something that's already out, uh, then I'm just copycatting. You know, If I go, well, Harry Potter is really good, so I'm just going to write that again. That doesn't work. So, Mm -hmm. you know, people should not be afraid of that. Yeah, and I always think
4: that's a pretty good... It, as an author, I, I kind of like that question to start really? an interview yeah. because if somebody asked, What well, was the genesis of the idea? Like you know, usually it kind of gets the juices flowing. It 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 has something to do with theme a lot of the time. You know, depending on what your answer is, but I think when you when you sit down and start to talk about why you spent you know a year of your life or eight months or fifteen months or however long it was, I think that tends to loosen you up and get get the juices flowing in an interview. And-
3: and when I was saying that an open-ended question is good, I was talking about that type of open-ended question.
0: Mm-hmm. As
3: an as an author, I can take that question oh. anywhere.
0: Well, that, that's interesting. Vincent, Patrick, and um, David Putnam are going to do something really weird in August. We're going to talk about how do you create a character that's off the wall and outrageous. They volunteered. Mm-hmm. No, I'm serious. So I'm going to have to come up with something really cool for that. The other question that people don't want to answer is how do you manage your work schedule and what do you think your strength is as a writer? Why don't people want to answer that? That's not a, you know, if they, I, when I get an author, I know that's not going to answer my questions based on, even though they're publishers plenty of the questions. You have to come up with an auxiliary plan here, and I you know, wind up printing something out as I'm doing it. So, what I mean, what would be so terrible if they said, what's your strength as a writer? What do you think makes a good story? And they don't want to answer well,
3: that. Well, those are question: questions. I them, thought. I, I wonder if when you ask them, what's your strength as a writer, their first yeah. thought is, well, if they if find out what my strengths are, they're going to find out what my weaknesses are. Mm. So I don't want to ask I that question. Wonder, okay. But no, but as an author, yeah. we get in our heads a lot. That's what we do. We spend all day in our head. So mm-hmm. if you ask, what is your strength, I know that answer, and I can answer that, but I also know the weakness answer, and I don't want to say what that is most of the time. The I, don't so, I, Annie, do the, I don't think I would
0: do that. I thing, don't think I ask negative questions.
2: The other thing is, it's not that they sometimes they, they won't answer, it's that they can't answer. Um, because mm-hmm. for, for for various reasons e- either they didn't they that's not the way they think in terms of big concepts or whatever your question is so I wouldn't take it as th- they won't answer it's just it's that they might not thing. have an answer that they they think is good enough yeah you know, you know Fran a- I think the other the other issue mm-hmm. for you which
1: is probably different at least certainly for me is you know you you interview so many authors. I mean, you're going to get all these variations. I mean, I I like maybe talk you know I don't know ten a year or something like that, um, and and you know most of them are very forthcoming and I don't have that. But you're you I mean I don't know you interview what 100 200 people a year, and so you're getting you're getting a lot of different personalities in there. So uh-huh. you know maybe that's just uh, maybe that's just inevitable. But I, to me. If somebody doesn't want to answer the question, and once or twice it's happened to me and not a particularly controversial yeah. question, you just move on. I mean, you know, it, it, it's not an adversarial interview. So, you, you know, whatever their reason, and they might have some very personal reason. Maybe, maybe there was something in their personal life that got them to write that story, and they don't want to talk mm-hmm. about that. Um, so I, I just, if they say no, I just, I just move on to another question.
3: And my first book is, was very um, autobiographical, and there mm-hmm. is some stuff in there about sexual abuse. And if anybody ever asks me about it, I just move on. I, I move to a different yeah. question. Yeah. I another, thing, to, uh,
2: another thing, Fran, that, that interviewers forget is if, if, a book, if, if it's a new book, that means mm-hmm. it's been in the works for a year. And it mm-hmm. may be that the author hasn't reread it. In two years, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. because of yeah. all the process. So th- yeah. often, fans know um, they ask questions, and because they're more, they, they have a better sense of the book because they've just read it. Whereas we, honestly, that we write so many books and so many plots or whatever, is I, I, I might not remember as much as the person who just wrote
3: it.
4: Yeah, you I might have moved
3: like, on to a different book by then too. You yeah, might be I, I, I get that, that
4: in book clubs, in book club discussions, where you know I'll be bombarded with questions about the intricacies of some relationship, but I, and I'm I'm kind of two two books removed from that. You know, and my head is with exactly. all these new characters. Yeah, you know. we don't and, think and, you like you know, that.
1: It's yeah, worse. it's worse. I think it's worse when you are writing this. Like I right now, I'm doing a. I'm like in just finished the sixth book in a series. And uh, I think it's worse with it because, you know, like, like, like everybody was just saying, by the time you're being interviewed for the book that's out, you've already either well into or maybe finished the next book in the series. And it's the yeah. same character, some of the same people. And we're uh, and in different, different spots. spots. Y- yeah, and I'll say something like, like – uh, Oh yeah, she's with and the say, well, who's you know, and then you realize, oh no, I'm sorry, I was talking about the previous book. Uh,
3: yeah. But
1: yeah, it's <laughs> it's tough to remember everything because you, you've written it so long ago.
0: Well, it's hard for me too. Sometimes I get the book in uh, January and I'm interviewing them in June. Hmm. And oh, then, yeah, yeah, then I have to then I have to reread it. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited. Richard North Patterson's coming on next month on the 13th. Mm-hmm. And, you no, know, I have the book memorized, trust me. You, go, you guys, but, but I have you're the not book as, memorized.
2: You, but you're not as excited about that interview as you are about this interview, right?
0: No, not as excited no, about talking this to one, this, one's keep, this one's keeping me on my toes, let me tell you. So what would happen... Instead of I send you questions, if you sent me, like, talking points or generalizations about the book that you want to talk about, and I'll just come up with whatever comes up in my that, brain. That
2: becomes a homework assignment for me. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Tell me
0: about one.
1: That's just what I was thinking, yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> because it
2: was yeah, a, I, I, That's when it's, like, on the fly and it becomes a conversation. So, like, I want to be surprised in an interview when I'm being interviewed. Absolutely. Oh, I promise.
0: Don't worry. I'll come up with something. According to my professor, he said I really come up with something. But, Fran, you
2: might be just better off just to tell what the topic is, what the general topic is. Because people people will then, especially writers, they'll think about um, the topic and be prepared with answers, even without specific Questions if, if they know that general what the subject of the, this particular interview is uh, or the Yeah, theme. I mean,
3: I mean we've known what this was for a while. We've all you know, and we've all probably been thinking about okay, here are some of the questions she might ask, but there might be other ones. So, uh, like I said, I didn't look at your questions, Fran. I appreciate you send them, but I <laughs> I would rather, and especially on a panel show where there's a bunch of us. I think that the conversation, like, I want to hear what the other guys say, and I want to play off of that. Yeah, and I just well, I, I want to speak up
4: for the new authors here, Fran, because I know we've, we've got a lot of guys who are really comfortable in this format and everything, but as somebody said, Fran, you interview all kinds of people. Um, yeah. Many of the people you interview are kind of new authors. I think I, I did an interview with you with my first book that I put out, and, and it was very helpful for me, or at least kind of anxiety-reducing, to have the questions in advance, So I think it, mm. it kind of depends on your circumstances. I, I do think your questions being sent out there in advance for a lot of authors are uh, are helpful in that way. So it kind of depends who you're dealing with, I think. Well, i, I, I
0: going
1: to say I read the questions, but um, I'm always really happy when, when when we can have a situation like we're having now where we're not, mm. we're not, we're not locked into the questions. We can just have a discussion, and that always, obviously works the best.
3: Yeah.
0: Well you're doing something Do you ever have a, um, an interview where Well I, I did this for my reading professor That's why he got me started on questions And he picks the questions I don't get to pick them He even picks the topic Then I get to do the research He's keeping me on my toes He's, he's the reason why I can do what I do But he did, we did something called reciprocal questions So do you ever have an interview Where you ask a question And the author asks you one back to see what you would answer, I, I had that with several authors recently that said, well, we know you read the book, well, did you remember this? And they started asking me questions about the book to see if I
3: really knew what I was talking about. Thank God uh, I did. Uh, I love it. that. Oftentimes, yeah. Go ahead.
2: Go I'm ahead. sorry. Go ahead.
3: Oh, and I, I was going to say, oftentimes you, you want that, because that refers really? conversation. I, I do, kind of. I mean, that's exactly, I want that's that.
2: exactly what I was going to say, is yeah. then it's a conversation. I mean, you don't yeah. want to dominate it with your answers, but uh, I think it's a healthy sign if um, someone I'm interviewing asks me a question. Uh, I'm not offended yeah. or uh, pissed
3: off at all. It shows they're No, engaged they, they asked me why you. I
0: started to do this, how I created my questions. That's not so hard. And then they actually asked me a pointed ply question, and it was a good thing the book was in front of me. But I do know. I mean, and then something, what happens when you ask a question about a character? Because this happened recently, and the author doesn't remember who the character is. And they (laughs) ask you to look it Mm -hmm. up and remind them. Seriously, they do.
1: Well, that's what we were talking about, Fran, just a few minutes ago.
2: uh, Because,
1: you know, that's actually happened once or twice with uh, you and me uh, in the past, where you'll say, well, what about, you know, when so-and-so does this? And I have to pause for a second because I have to try and remember what who that mm-hmm. character was and what and what they did. And and again, uh, so much of this is because the author hasn't hasn't written the book before he comes on your show or does the interview. He's written the book, uh, you know, maybe
0: at least Years, a year earlier, maybe more. Yeah. Yeah, I I, I get it's, I get that. That's it, that's. But before I forget, I don't want to forget anymore. <laughs> Uh, Next Tuesday Alan Zandransky uh, Incident at San Miguel On the 17th um, David Putnam has his new uh, Moonlight series Well he's had a few but I just read one He's coming on On the 18th at 12 Former FBI agent Mark Bouton This book was so cool Does Your Guy Lie On the 22nd DP's coming on with Cultured On the 24th M.P. Woodward is coming on with Drop. That's a great book um, Amanda Quick is coming on the 25th With The Bride Law White At 12 o'clock And on the 30th, uh, Thunder Road It's a really interesting book About 1947 and the situation And on the 1st we got James McCrone And Bastard Verdict And that was really interesting About that time period That's before I forget anything that I'm doing Okay, so the next question is Do you ever ask a reader What they think What do readers ever think of your work? Do they ever ask you that, or do you ever ask them, what do our readers that read your book think about what you wrote?
2: No, because they'll answer you.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Uh Uh, um, Sometimes I get, what are your readers saying? um, Yeah. And sometimes I don't know, so I have to kind of make it up. I don't know. (laughs) I hope they like it.
2: But, you know, something, friend, if you're really good and all these guys are and they're experienced, even if it's your first novel, is mm-hmm. you, you learn how to deal with that. So I remember when yeah. I was being on a radio show uh, years ago when I did my basketball book, and it was a call-in. And, first of all, if you're on the radio, what I learned is people think you are an expert, whether you are or mm-hmm. aren't. If you wouldn't, to yep. them, if you're on the radio, you, you must be an expert. So this guy calls up and he says, what did you think about that uh, the, the fifth game of the, uh, uh, you know, 2001 uh, playoffs between the Celtics and the Los uh, Lakers. I have no idea what he was talking about. So you fake it <laughs> and you say, "Yeah, it was a great game," and boom, you're out of it. So if, right. it, especially if you guys in, who do the interviews. Um, have been through all that stuff, and you sort of, you can figure out, you you, you get to be pretty good on your feet, is what I'm saying. So, uh, because of course there are questions that, again, not that you won't answer, but you can't answer because you don't remember.
0: Well, Well, how about this one? I I got a review from an author on my talk. And the first two, one said, I really didn't understand the book. I don't know how she didn't understand it because it was explained in the synopsis and whatever. And the second one said, um, it was a good book, and I had a, three people edit it. Plus, I had asked people to read it. We thought it was like rough draft. The stories weren't, each were different because they were dictated to me by the dead person that actually happened to. And obviously, you need some help editing. As you well, I'll give notes. you oh. the
2: advice that a friend of mine gave me, which is the best. I didn't even care. Um, but here's the deal: if it's a rave mm-hmm. review or a good review, it goes in your genius box. If it's a right. bad review, or so, it goes in the idiot box. So that <laughs> way, exactly you know, right. you, you, you feel because that's you that's are going to get bad reviews.
0: Yeah, well, that was that was um, so, insulting because it was it was perfectly edited. I even even had my nephew, who is fantastic in that, and I said, you know, Josh, could you read this? And then I had uh, three other people read it. I said, just check for grammar errors and whatever. There weren't any, and she just said she didn't like the stories. And the other one said she didn't understand that there were dead bodies that were dictating the story to me. Those were five of the stories were true.
2: Well, it's a good reason mm-hmm. not to read reviews, especially Amazon reviews, is, because yeah. you don't know yeah. well, who that person is. No, actually, was yeah, of the
0: partners in tour that I'm on right now. <laughs> in, <laughs> in terms
1: of readers, in terms of reader response, which was, I think, the original, you know, the question of, like, when readers come up to you with, you know, whatever their feelings um, – You know, I I find certainly in person, if you're at a conference or a bookstore or something, almost every reader that's going to come up to you is going to be positive. You know, I'm not too bad. I've never heard that reason. Where somebody comes up and says, boy, that's a load of crap or whatever, you know. (laughs) Um, uh, And the same with, uh, you know, you get get emails from somebody saying, hey, I just read your book. I really loved it. You know, do you have other books out? Things like that not too many people will go out of their way to be critical. Now, they will, uh, I think, as someone, I guess Charles said, like in an Amazon review, because they're basically, you don't have to put your name on it. And, you know, those... They're uh, anonymous.
3: They can do that. And those can be... And those, I mean,
1: yeah, the number one rule is, A, never respond, and B, just, you got to just put it out of your head, because some of them are really crazy. Like, Like, you know, you'll get... You'll get a a whole bunch of four or five star reviews telling people how much you like the character or whatever, and then somebody will give you you know one or zero stars saying oh what a boring Mm -hmm. character you know or the best one I ever got was somebody said well this guy obviously doesn't know anything about how a newsroom works you know now I spent oh (laughs) wow (laughs) so my thought is like if you're going to criticize. You can criticize me on, like, all sorts of levels, but, you know, not that I don't understand how a newsroom (laughs)
2: works.
1: But anybody can say anything they want. Um, And And it gives uh, them power.
2: It's a certain – it's a power. You
0: know, what happens when you get one and you know the person didn't read the book? And the person was like a troll – Wrote, yeah, um, and same thing. Oh, uh, the book, same the, thing. The just is ignore one it. Saw, it's not worth the paper was written on. I the, didn't answer the that. The way you have to. Cause cause the that, way you have that, to look, look it
3: at the Amazon. They want that. Yeah. They, you
0: know,
2: they want that back and forth of like then them saying how har- horrible it is. So it, if you just so, ignore it, then it goes away. Then they don't exist. See we you have to look at Amazon. Yeah. Too.
1: I was going to say, the only thing about a bad review on Amazon, uh, Fran, that you should be happy about yeah. is the fact that, is, you know, as as you get more reviews, your 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 number rises, and that helps you, you know, hopefully sell more books. So,
2: That's you know, what I was if, say, it changes if 10 the people write bad
1: reviews, that helps your logarithm or whatever it is, you know, to to with Amazon, because, you know, they're not necessarily differentiating on the number of stars. They're, a lot of it is based on how many reviews you actually get.
0: Well, actually, yeah, it's funny think because about this, but the people in the bank yesterday, the girl said, I read your reviews. Do you have a book for me? And I had to hand one to the teller and to the girl that helped me fix the problem. And they actually knew about it. And they said, well, let me know what you think when I come back in next time. <laughs> they actually asked for the book when I walked through the door. That's probably how I got my problem solved because I gave them the book. But I haven't been interviewed for this one, no. And then I have seven interviews. Five are pretty good, really nice, and the other – Two I could live without, and you and know that, like fact,
4: yeah. when you're pre- The other thing you got to remember about the negative reviews like that. I mean, A lot of times, if you're out there doing a lot of press and doing a lot of promos, you're giving your mm-hmm. book away to a lot of people, and yeah. you're, you're going to have a bunch of people who come to your book because you know they got it discounted yeah. or free, and they they're people that read other kinds of books, right? And they and they okay. read your book, and it's not what they were looking for, Different because it's not what you wrote, they, yeah. and so you know mm-hmm. their review mm-hmm. is. I, hate, you know, I hated this character. I was, you know, it's because you're kind of out of their comfort zone, and it's not a book that they would have organically chosen. So I think you've got to remember that too about a review like that.
2: Um, Friends, think of it.
4: To,
2: oh, yeah. th- you, I'm just going to say real quick. Think about this. If you're an umpire or a referee in mm-hmm. any sport, whatever call you make, 50% of the people are not going to be happy with it. So,
0: you're so correct. we're doing
2: pretty well if you know. If every once in a while, we get a negative review. I and, agree. And my nephew my room nephew room
0: plays room. baseball, and I watch his game, and then I text my brother to tell him the umpire needs a pair of glasses
2: <laughs> because
0: he didn't, qu- he didn't quite make the call right. And then my brother texts me back, how do you know? Because I can watch it on my computer. I have a better screen than they do watching it in person. So, yeah, you're right. They, they, they could do that. So what are the kind of questions that you, as authors, that if I'm going to interview you ever never, we never know with me, I'm booked until the end of August, so if anybody has anything coming in, <laughs> Gavin, if you have something or Jeff or anybody has anything coming in, let me know because i'm I can't believe it till the end of August. Wow, so what kind of questions would you besides open ended what type of type questions would you want to be answered? Want me to ask, and what kind do you think I should just leave out like what's the story about you know don't, don't,
2: don't ask me if I sleep in the nude I, I <laughs> oh, that's a I good question. To... that would
0: be a good question. Yeah. We could take pictures. I could put those on this on the sideshow. Well,
2: I, I personally, honestly, I, I can't think of a question that that I would uh, be offended if someone asked. I mean, it may not be a uh, qu- question I have an answer mm-hmm. for. Or I like the question, but mm-hmm. I, yeah. I honestly right. can't think. Ask anything you want. Doesn't mean I have to answer it. But right. I don't care.
0: No I mean well, I was asked and, asked the question what why what happened with your sister when this happened because my sister died and I still don't know why and they and it wasn't even in the book they must have looked it up or something and I sort of answered it and I didn't really want to because it was kind of hard to answer her because I don't know
2: Well just say you just say that it's a it's a you're still it's a tough subject for you and you'd rather not yeah. talk about it and and yeah, any that's kind of a rock interviewer who's any done way. these things respects that you know um Yeah I
1: I don't, yeah, I don't see this being a big issue. I think, uh, like, 99.9% of the questions, you know, are just things you would have no, any of us would have no problem answering. Mm-hmm. And it's just like Charles said. I mean, um, the thing came up earlier about, you know, I don't know if there's some background about, I don't know, anything, sexual abuse or something that you don't yeah. want to talk about. Then you just, it, it, I mean, I can't imagine an interview where that if you said, that's a very personal issue. I'd rather not get into that. I, I just can't imagine anybody that would, you know, would, would make There's a big no deal of it. There's no one
3: that would push that. I mean, they're just they're yeah. going to go. They're going to move on to their next question. I mean, and, and what you said earlier, Fran, about about what, what what it was like with authors when you have to hold their hand or whatever. Some authors yeah. you do, but that's because oftentimes that's because they're new and they want you to do that. And
0: yeah. we're also very insecure them,
3: people. Well Wait, I had an yes, author last authors, year that's yes. very
0: famous. I never interviewed her before and her uh, the interview took a half an hour because she just didn't answer the question. She just said, I don't know or I can't remember and I tried to help her and then she just answered them with one word, whatever, so I just said, You know what?
3: You're, you're gonna get maybe we'll just like that cut sometimes. it short.
0: And then she said, I would yeah. like another interview with you. I said, Well maybe at a later time when you feel more comfortable And you she will. thanked me for the interview.
3: I wonder uh, if it's different for somebody like me who does a podcast, or for somebody like them who, who is who is writing for magazines. I mean, do you guys have yeah. to really work it when they, when you get an interview like that? I mean, I would. Well, think you know, Sonny, I'll
2: give you. I'll give you an example because there. Often, I was doing a profile of um, Meg Ryan, and it was going to be a cover story, and the, there was a lot of stuff in the papers uh, about her relationship with her mother. And so I have to ask ask that question, and she said um, I'd rather not talk about it, which was fine. Mm -hmm. But as a a writer, all I did was I, um, in that case, I just um, called up um, uh, Nora Ephron and Mm -hmm. and asked her about Meg's, relationship with um, her mother, and she said, oh, you're better off talking to, at the time, it was Randy Quaid's wife, because Dennis mm-hmm. Quaid had been married to her, and I got, I got great quotes, um, so, so the, you, you can kind of work around it, and the other real quick uh, thing I'll, add, uh, I'll answer is I was doing a profile of Brett Butler the um, comedian, and she had a Mm. horrible life. She was an alcoholic, a drug addict. Uh, Mm. She'd been shot at by her husband. She was in a near-fatal crash car crash and the and the magazine what they wanted to know they told me is what was she ever worried about the health implications of breast implants because she had breast implants wow. so I, don't I wanted to know knows this on else? Wow. you save that question for the end as you're walking out the door you ask that question otherwise you know you could lose them forever and so yeah. i asked her the question and she said honey wouldn't it be ironic, after all I've been through, if my tits killed me? And it was, it was a great quote, and I used it. They let me use it in the magazine. So what I'm saying, if you're experienced in anything, you've come across something. So the, even you guys who, who um, haven't, don't have a background necessarily in journalism, you have a life. You have life experience. So you, you use it for, you know, when you're being interviewed or when you interview someone. And- and, yeah. and
1: just one, you know, one more thought on that is that um, the kind of interviews were pretty much virtually any author interview is being interviewed by anybody,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, it, generally it's a friendly interview. It's not an adversarial. This isn't a situation like uh, where a member of the Biden administration is on Fox News and there's all these people are going to get you and all that kind of stuff. I I can't think of particularly other situations in which an interview wants to make an author look bad. Um, So, you know, I I, I just think that the the tone of the interview, of what we do, uh, what you do, Fran, is is just completely different. And and very rarely is there going to be a a confrontation of any kind.
0: Well, somebody actually asked me a political question (laughs) a while ago, because it's based on what the author wrote. And they did ask me, I said, um, I really don't think you want my answer because it's going to disagree with the premise that you wrote in the book. And Mm. he he got it. You could figure out what they wanted to know. The book was about this person. I didn't realize it when I got it. And last week I did one, and they said I was very, the guy said I was very diplomatic. It's called The Myth About Voter Suppression. It was extremely well-researched, very, very good. I got his point of view, and all I did was write what voter suppression was, voter purging, voter fraud, and some of the states that, you know, had problems with it, but I did not write my opinion as to whether I agreed or disagreed. I just wrote at the beginning, I'm just going to state the fact, and he thanked me for being honest, and he thanked me for giving him a review that, you know, didn't state my opinion because I don't believe in, penning somebody's book
3: but I could tell you that I could tell you whose
0: side he was on too
3: (laughs) you were probably one of the only people who gave him a down the middle interview or or, or a down the middle review and he probably really appreciated that because he was probably getting it from both sides yeah
0: yeah he did but I, I read the book twice and I'm going like it took me a while to to type up the report and then of course my computer didn't like it so I had to do it over (laughs) because <laughs> it a made it disappear. I, I It's a good thing I wrote it over. I was going to type it and you know, write it and just say, here, you figure it out. So is there anything, did anybody ever ask you why you decided to become an author and what inspired you or what surprises when you write something?
2: I oh, think sir, every
1: they, interview yeah. I've done has, has asked that question. So I don't yes. know about the rest of you, but that's a very, very good and very common question. I ask that question a lot of people, too.
3: Yeah, it's common. Uh, and if you're a good if, if you're good at giving interviews, you can give different answers. I mean, different but the same.
2: That's what you don't want is is saying is someone saying, um, by the way, do you have a backup for this career?
3: <laughs>
0: you don't want to hear that question. <laughs> no, some, somebody did ask me that. They said, we know you taught for a lot of years. Somebody actually had to draw to look me up. And I said, your point is, I'm a reading and writing specialist. I said, I'm a new author, I don't claim to know everything. I said I'm just learning. I said, but when it comes to teaching kids with disabilities, there's nobody better and that was the end of that. No, Siri I'm i I'm still doing it so I must know what I'm doing. But if you were gonna get if you were gonna create like five questions, what would be one of the most important questions to start an interview with that you would you know, make the author feel comfortable, especially somebody that's brand new and has no clue what they're going to go through, but the publicist well, said you've got to do it.
3: It would probably be something like we just talked about, like yeah. how did you decide or how did you become a writer? Just very simple and, and, and open-ended enough that the person will answer, and then we can kind of move into what the, what the book is about. But, yeah, it's kind I of was, like that.
0: I was disappointed Monday because I really wasn't up to myself, never mind why, and I had to cancel the interview, and I was upset. Because it was a girl, um, it's called Taking Back My Soul by Mia Oba. She was sold by her father to a man that was 20 20 years older than her that abused her all her life, and she lived in Mumbai. And she wanted to share it, and I'm disappointed that they didn't. I called her at 7 o'clock in the morning to tell her, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And I said I would do it even the next day. So I don't think I'm going to get to do that one, and I was disappointed because I thought it was really an important topic for people to talk about for abuse. So if you were yeah. going to pick several general topics other than your novels to talk about, like Vincent, we we're going to talk about outrageous characters. What are some areas that you would like to talk about on an interview that are different besides your well, book? Well, well I just I mean, keep keep me researching people. people. I, I just have an answer, Fran, to your
1: to your previous question before we move on, which is, like, what's a good question to ask somebody? And this isn't so much for the first-time author, but one that I, I use a lot and I find it's mm-hmm. very effective um, is to ask them why they think their book and their character is so popular. Um, I just did this mm-hmm. with uh, Kathy Reeks and she her big character, of course, is from Bones, is, you know, Temperance Brennan. And, you know, this has been TV shows and mm-hmm. bestsellers. And it's a very simple question, uh, but you generally get a pretty good answer. You know, which is why do you think readers and viewers like your character so much? And it, you know, this is the person that created it. And in, you know, first off, there's no way they're not going to answer that question. And a lot of people are surprised.
0: You you be you be surprised. Sometimes they don't want to say, well, I created the character, and why the people readers like it or not. Um, sometimes they don't want to answer that, and that's a good question. To to start with. I mean, I asked yesterday, the other question I asked yesterday was, and this book was really written in 1917, I said, how did you decide to write about Cairo in 1917 and what are the differences about it now? And she thought that was a great way to start talking about the book and how she created both characters.
4: Yeah, I think if you don't want to presuppose that everybody loves their protagonist, I mean, you could kind of ask in an open way, you know, can you tell us a little bit about your protagonist and their journey? You know, why are they passionate about what they're going Because that's something that really any fiction book should have and and would probably set people on the right path as far as what they want to talk Mm -hmm. about.
0: Well, the authors next week wanted the questions, so they're going to have to just deal with my questions. So before we end, who's got something coming out that I don't know about? And where can we find out about everybody?
4: Well, well, yeah, I, I don't yeah. have anything right now. I've got a couple of books out on submission here, so I'm not going to be putting anything out in the immediate future. I'll definitely let you know when I do. Um, my website is jeffbondbooks.com, though, for the stuff that's already out there for anybody interested.
3: And, and for me, um, I have what Desktop Taught Terrence and The Santa Claus Agreement. Those are my two novels. The Santa Claus Agreement is, we're going to do a soft relaunch uh, mm-hmm. next Christmas. I've got the new audiobook from BJ Harrison. He's going to he's going to narrate it. He's great, and that will be coming out probably in October from Papillon Dupere Publishing. And then my my website is it's, it's my name is Derek McFadden,
0: I might need you seriously. Not just saying yeah, that. I'm,
3: I'm here if you need me, Fran, honestly. My
0: editor died last week, two weeks ago. Maxine died. Oh, my
3: gosh. Oh, um, no. Yeah.
0: That's why Sorry. I got insulted when they said that the book was not edited right. She edited wow. um, a, a plot of accusation. Somebody else finished it. And then she edited <laughs> the half of the book that I started to write. And I couldn't sit down and write it. I'm going to finish it and dedicate it to her. But Maxine was a World Castle um, editor, but she did freelance for me. And she was really... Quite reasonable, she was great, but if I need you, Derek, I know where to go, yeah, seriously, oh, yeah. because mm, right, and, and I I'd take right criticism here. Right here. with um you know characters or content, and if you tell me something yeah. needs to be fixed, I'm not going to tell you whatever so <laughs> um, <laughs> I appreciate what, what that. about you and what and what about um, Lee?
2: um I have a book first uh, family of in the
3: nineteen you um, might want to repeat that. We didn't get most of it. Yeah, you're I can't hear you.
2: Uh, I have a book coming out in November. It's um, called The Great Dimmelmans, and it's about a family of bank robbers. Um, Make sure I get it. Then, yeah, absolutely, Fran. Well, um, me... I'll
1: just uh, I'll just jump in. Uh, I uh, my latest uh-huh. Claire Carlson book. I just wanted to say it's. Uh, Selling an ebook for 1.99 all month as as, as all of them oh, cool. are, uh, at 1.99. I know you don't read ebooks, Fran, but a lot of the world does. So hopefully, mm. some people will you know take advantage to, to get to know the Claire character. And then uh, you know my uh, my next Claire Carlson book is uh, coming out January 2nd of 2024, and then I have three thrillers coming out in the late spring of 2024. That are going to be written under my pen name of uh,
2: Dana Perry. You're giving so Andrea, you're giving Andrea the... you're giving a run for his money there, Dick.
1: I, I, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to at least on that level, but I don't travel like
2: he does, so he's still way ahead of me. <laughs>
0: no, he, he usually um, sends I, me a couple of half a dozen at a time.
2: I'm um, Man on the Run is out now And you gave it a, a great review, Fran And then um, all five of my swans are being put on audio I love
0: swans So okay. uh,
2: so they're starting to release them, I think, in June Or maybe even now so that's, that's, and, and I have a website, just my name So that's it
0: well I um this is this has been fun and it kept me awake. It's a good thing I my husband <laughs> says me, don't you have a show I go Oh right, i w I'm telling you, my niece keeps me busy and I truly hope that this is I'm gonna my last degree was in respiratory therapy.
3: Well, it's well, my I'm, actual birthday today, friend, so I wanna say oh, happy, happy birthday for my birthday, like, yeah. I woke and up. And Dick, happy birthday. Happy
0: twenty first birthday.
3: Oh, I this. wish, yeah. I don't do
0: numbers And my sister-in-law did that for my last birthday She sent me a card with my number And they said, you got the wrong number You must have the wrong person <laughs> <laughs> I Seriously um, But I thanks
2: mean, for this, friend. I,
0: that's okay, but you know You walk into a doctor's office, they ask you the date of birth And they go, I forgot, I'm sorry My Alzheimer's don't remember I won't tell them Because <laughs> then they talk to you like you're old But thank you guys so much It's actually brightened my day <laughs>
3: Everybody,
0: stay safe, have
2: a
3: a great day, and bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Goodbye, everybody.
2: Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st.